There's a conspiracy afoot that's pulling the world into darkness. Information is the new battlefield. Propaganda, disinformation, and media manipulation dominate the minds of the public. Join us on the Dark to Light Show as we remove the head of the snake and expose media censorship, social and cultural engineering, and the unfolding global conspiracy of the New World Order. All right, welcome back to the Dark Delight Show. My name is Josh. I hope everybody is doing well out there. It is Friday, 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 28th of October, 2022. And uh, today we'll follow tradition and do as we always do. I'm going to open this up to you all. If you want to call in, if you want to uh, make a comment, a gripe, a complaint, or just tell me what's going on in the world from your perspective, let's do it. 585 346 3,000, 585-346-3,000, or toll-free, 866-552-1009, 866-552-1009. And what do we have going on in the world, man? I mean, this has just been a news-packed week. It's been incredibly interesting, to say the least. Um, there's a lot of things happening leading up to the midterm elections, And we have yesterday, Elon Musk officially owns Twitter. And right when he comes in, he announces he's taken over CEO, fires CEO Parag Argawal, uh, the CFO and the legal head, Vijay Agati, who Vijay Agati, if you guys didn't know, is the one responsible for the the banning of Donald Trump. So um, this is this is in this is in, interesting and incredible at the same time. Uh, Elon Musk has came out and said that he's going to start unbanning a lot of the people who were permabanned, which I was uh, one of those as well. I had about twenty thousand followers on Twitter, and uh, my account has been banned for quite a few years. And so, interesting turn of events. You know, uh, he said the bird is free. Well, that that's interesting because there's a reference to that. When does a bird sing? When does a bird sing? A bird sings when it's free and it's on the tree and it's out of its cage. And so with that, you know, we could be seeing Donald Trump come back to Twitter. And apparently there, there's rumor that Donald Trump is going to link and sync his Truth Social account to his Twitter account. Now, that'd be pretty epic. I I think that that would be pretty epic. I think that this is going to be um, a a breakthrough within the First Amendment and free speech, especially right before the midterm elections. So I'm interested to see what Elon Musk is going to do and where he's going to take this. In other breaking news this morning, Speaker of the House Nancy Pelosi's husband was violently beaten and taken to the hospital this morning um, from an early morning break-in at their California home. The suspect is in custody. They have multiple cameras in the home, and it appears that the the suspect had a hammer and uh, beat Paul Pelosi with a hammer. Now, we don't know any more information on this. Not much is being released, Um, but, you know, I just get this feeling that... They'll blame this somehow on conservatives and Republicans. This guy one time back in the 90s voted for George Bush or something, and, and this will be used uh, as a political weapon. It just it just has false flag written all over it. I don't know. 
It just got false flag written all over it. We're going to go to the lines real quick. We got Jason from Hornell. Jason, what's up, man? Hey, how's it going, man? It's going good. What can we do for you? Well, I just, uh, you know, a little bit ago I was hearing this uh, story about Biden and Syracuse talking about meat sales and, you know, people are going to go to buying a cheaper product. You know, I'm a, my family, I have a family of five. We got three kids. Uh, my, my lady's disabled. And all of our income lies on me. I have got to do what I've got to do. I run a small engine repair business. So anyways, the the thing is, is I literally will work till 9 o'clock at night sometimes. These people that are running our country are talking about the pain of the economy, but they're not feeding the bite to their family the way we are. You know, and the problem is, I grew up in the 80s, and I see a real problem with our economy. If a single person on one income at 40 hours a week, they, well, they should be able to support themselves with a car, everything they need for their bills, and have an apartment. That's what life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness is. And that's just not possible. Most of the employment out there is low wage, no, no kind of benefit. And these corporate moguls, I mean... Amazon made $200 billion in 2021, $200 billion. It employs 100 million people, right? So if you took half of that and divided it amongst the employees, they could have got a $90,000 kickback. $100 billion is still a huge profit. At what point as we people do we not stop and realize how much we're working for just a few people to be able to be absolutely filthy rich? Jason, I love it. First thing I want to do is I want you to give a shout out to your business, man. Where are you guys located and, and how do people get a hold of your business? What's your business name? Uh, I, it's Hilltop Repair Shop. I live in Hornell, New York. I do small engine repair. I do a lot of uh, side work, um, like kind of construction, painting, you know, stuff like that. But, I mean, I do whatever I've got to do to survive because that's what you have to do nowadays. And, you know... Not everybody is uh, lucky enough to go to college or, you know, I, I grew up in a family. My mom had multiple sclerosis. My dad was a sole income. But in the 80s, one person could work and support a family of four. You can't do that now. The only You're reason we're able to do that is because I bought my house off the tax auction 15 years ago um, for like 17 grand. Not many people could do that. It was a thing where I got lucky. I almost lost my life. And I only got like 23 grand. And after the lawyer took his cut and I paid off some debt, that's what I had left. I actually borrowed two grand from my mom to get it. But because of that situation, we're able to live. I could not imagine having rent or a house payment right now. There's no possible way my family could do this. Well, and you're absolutely right. Because if we look traditionally, the strength of the dollar, the spending power of the dollar, dollar has decreased over 98 percent since it's upset since its inception um, and this is one of the main problems with the federal reserve and federal reserve notes uh the the, the financial crisis that what's occurring right now in this country has nothing to do with you the people or we the people it has everything to do with the federal reserve act of 1913 the Emergency Banking Act and all the other banking acts that preceded it in 1933 20 years after the end of the federal reserve charter and then the radicalized spending and the debt-to-credit scenario that we come into with how the Treasury and the Federal Reserve actually operate. 
And so you're 100% right. I mean, because if you go back to the 1930s, the 1940s, the 1950s, the 1960s, the 1970s, families could survive on one income of where that father or whoever it was working would work less than 40 hours a week. They would have a car, maybe sometimes two. They would have a nice house. They would have plenty of food. All their kids would be clothed. They had plenty of money for gas. And they could take vacations. But we don't have that situation anymore. The reason we don't is, number one, the power of the dollar, the buying power of the dollar has decreased over 98% since its inception. Number two is inflation. Number three is radicalized spending by our federal government. I don't even call it radicalized spending. I call it money laundering. And that's the truth right there. And see, there's, there's smart things that we can do as a society, as a, a, a governed politic, to change that. One of those things is to go back to the gold standard. If we peg the value of $1 to the value of gold, to one ounce of gold, and made each dollar redeemable in gold bullion, that would turn around immediately. Money would actually have value again. The word fiat literally means fake. And so we have a fiat currency, which in 1933, under House Joint Resolution 179, Congress basically made the Federal Reserve notes currency or actual accepted currency throughout the United States. Now, the problem with that is Congress went on to define a Federal Reserve note as lawful currency. The problem is, is Congress, under Article 1, Section 80 of the United States Constitution, does not have the authority granted to them by the people to redefine what money is. Money is defined not in the Constitution, but more, more appropriately in the Coinage Act of 1889. In the Coinage Act of 1889, it defines money, or a dollar, as 371 and three-quarter fine grains of silver, equivalent to the Spanish dollar. In the Constitution, Article 1, Section 10, it calls that the money is gold and silver. And so Congress doesn't have the ability to redefine what money is or the value of money is. And see, this is the big joke or the big scam that's been played on American people. And this is why our wealth has been swindled away and embezzled away by politicians for the last century and a half. And when we look at this, think about this. You know, you know, Jason, one of my things is that gets me angry is that we sent, spend billions upon billions of dollars overseas in other countries. And we do this to buy the UN votes so that we can rule and dominate the Western global society. And so what we do is we go out there and we give, you know, $5 billion here, $4 billion here, $10 billion here. 800 million here to various countries. If you remember last year when Joe Biden first came in, it was around March or April timeframe, he gave an aid package. The aid package went to the country of Turkey and it was about $8 million for gender studies, for research in the gender studies. Why are we funding this to other countries? That's the question I ask. Jason, thank you so much for your call. I'm going to continue this rant because I like this one. In just a minute, we're going to take a quick break and be back with more Dark Delight Show right after this.
Hey guys, Josh here. Mike Lindell of MyPillow has been an amazing patriot supporting President Trump and conservative and Christian values throughout the last four to five years with everything that's been going on. We ask you to go out to MyPillow.com and help support Mike Lindell as well as myself and this show, The Dark Delight Show, with using promo code RPP to save up to 66% on your purchase. For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit MyPillow.com. The world is becoming more unglued by the day. Local consequences are now showing up. We are seeing sky-high gas prices, higher food prices, shortages, and more. How should you respond? Go to redpills.tv slash patriot. That's R-E-D-P-I-L-L-S dot TV slash patriot. Secure your long-term emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. My Patriot Supply is by far the largest preparedness company in America. They're in stock and shipping quickly in unmarked boxes to your door. Their emergency food supplies last up to 25 years in storage. When you need it, it'll be there. Lunches, dinners, drinks, and snacks totaling over 2,000 calories a day. Get free shipping on any order over $99. Again, go to redpills.tv slash patriot. The global financial system is on the verge of collapse. Here in the United States of America, we have rising inflation, rising cost of goods and services from gas to food. We have supply chain disruptions. We have the incompetent presidency of the United States of America running the U.S. dollar into the ground by debasing it, by radicalized spending and printing. There is only one thing in this world right now that is a worthy investment that has been the hedge for inflation year after year. Guys, that's gold and silver. Look, I invest in gold and silver, and there's no reason why you should not either. My buddy, Dr. Kirk Elliott, is an economist and financial advisor, and he is amazing at what he does by helping you get your 401ks, your IRAs, or just helping you purchase gold and silver bullion. You can give him a call at 720-605-3900, or go to getgoldtoday.com and let him know that Josh from the Red Pill Project sent you. Dark Delight with Josh Reed on the WYSL stations. All right. Back to the Dark Delight show. And Jason, I do appreciate that. Thank you so much for that call. And uh, I'm, I'm going to go to another caller, but I do want to touch on this topic some more. But uh, Dustin from North Greece. Dustin, how are we doing today? Hey, how's it going, man? Going good. Hey, I was just calling today that what you were getting on about with gold... I personally think that that's why they took out Gaddafi and Saddam. They were trying to back both of their currencies by gold and oil. And that was a threat to deep state homogeny in the petrodollar. I feel like that's one of the reasons they're going after Russia, too, is because they decided that they were going to go in a different direction financially. And I think that is probably one of the major reasons for what's going on right now. I I think you're spot on. I think that what it is is that you have the Western global order that is controlled by a banking cartel. The banking cartel basically has a centralized bank in every single one of these countries, except for a few select countries around the world, Russia, Iran, North Korea, being a few of them. And what we've seen is that these banking cartels wage war when they don't get their way. They're like screaming little liberals having temper tantrums. And they will go to war. They will utilize nuclear weapons if they need to. And, well, 
The thing about Russia, though, is Russia introduced the return to the gold standard after the sanctions. This was a, a, a economic tactic which was used, and it was an incredibly smart one. But if we look at the BRICS nations, the BRICS nations are Brazil, Russia, India, China, South Africa, and soon to be Saudi Arabia, Egypt, Turkey, so on. Um, this is going to be their move. Their move is going to be sound money based upon a gold-backed currency. And it'll most likely be some type of digital currency, but the fact that it's going to be gold-backed is going to be huge. And the central bankers don't like that, and that's one of the reasons for the major incursion that's happening right now with a proxy war between Russia and Ukraine. And so spot on right on that. And with Gaddafi and, and Hussein, um, yeah, you're absolutely right. I mean, one of the main reasons that they went after them was because of Gaddafi was turning his oil away from the petrodollar and back towards a gold um, gold standard. Now, there is actually a bill out there. I believe it's H.R. 8917 um, being introduced by uh, a representative from West Virginia that is set to hit the House after the midterms. I believe it's going to be around January time frame when the new Congress and Senate come in for a return back to the gold standard for the United States of America. And if that happened, then everything that Jason's talking about and you're talking about would go away. That inflation overnight would begin to cure itself. And that's just a rebasing of a currency backed upon gold, which gives the dollar more buying power on average, it would take into account the amount of uh, currency actually in circulation. But the problem there is that we're still regulated by a centralized bank. And these bankers are the real evil in the world, and they have been for many hundreds of years. But, well, you know, the gold Congress thing... could sever those ties, though, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, you know, that's the beauty of it, is that in 1913, the Federal Reserve Act was passed late night on Christmas Eve, with only uh, uh, with, with quite a few members of Congress not present. The Federal Reserve Act then went into effect. The 16th Amendment, therefore, was ratified afterwards. And obviously, it was a 20-year charter, 1933. We basically went bankrupt as a country because all the debts that we took out from the central bank became due in 1933 after the 20-year charter. So it was either end the charter then or call in the debts. And this is why they confiscated all the gold. And they basically utilized it as collateral to give to the central bankers in 1933 and redid the Federal Reserve Act. Now, the problem with the 1913 Federal Reserve Act is that Congress does not have the authority constitutionally to give away power. Nowhere in Article 1, Section 8, where it defines the powers of Congress, does it say that Congress has the right or the ability to hire a third party to take over their responsibilities. And so it's unconstitutional from the get-go. And Congress can end that federal charter any time they want. And I think that if we get some, some good American First candidates in there who understand the geoeconomic situation, who understands you know what's been preached by the Mises Institute and so forth for a long time, that we could see this transition away from a fiat Federal Reserve system and bringing the banking system back into Congress and through the Treasury. There's two prongs to that, though. Not only uh, the American First Candidates coalition that's that's kind of coming together, as we can see Senate, governor, and um, representative level, 
But I also have friends in the military, too. And apparently there was a couple meetings recently where pretty much the heads are fed up with SecDef and uh, and uh, Millie over there. And it, they're, they're upset about them losing their power. And I, I really think the two combined, you might see a little bit of a, a huge backlash coming in the next next couple months from both sides. And I don't disagree with that. Um, I'm very well connected in the, the United States military. And I got some friends that are high up. I got some friends that are, you know, at that, that same little level. And what we've seen is that there is a faction within the United States military, uh, at least of the higher levels, the what we call the brass or flag officers, that are not loyal to the, the, the Joe Biden. And they understand what happened in 2020. And I think that you're right, that if they take this country in the wrong direction over the next few months, if, if certain events do happen and transpire, we could see some type of military intervention. So, yeah, um, they're, Jason, they're not happy with their secretaries and they're not happy, yeah. even the ones that aren't good. They're not happy about bleeding numbers like they are retention. I mean, this this apparatus that they've built with the deep state is is aging and sick and they're not able to keep it all together. And even they're sort of turning their backs on on their uh, masters over there. That's right. What happens when you have a sinking ship? Everybody abandons. And that's what we're seeing right now. And I think that was one of the big plans overall for Donald Trump and everybody else is to to make it so difficult for them to go forth with the truth coming out and basically an alternative media solution derived that brings this truth out that they can't they can't operate. They they no longer will be able to walk down the street. Dustin, I appreciate the call. We got another caller on the line. Uh, appreciate the questions, guys. Appreciate the calls. We're going to go to Keith, long-time caller. Keith, what's up, man? Uh, your previous caller should know you uh, said about the 101st, because I had something else I was going to ask originally. But uh, since Dustin was asking, the 101st over in Europe, uh, with that chain of command not being loyal to Biden, uh, the Secretary of Defense, um, Lloyd Austin is already factored in. I, I'm not lying. Uh, as I has been presented to me and a few others, that chain of command for the 101st has already been passed to Brussels so that if any American commanders rightfully do not want to take our people into Ukraine, they will be bypassed from direct NATO orders out of Brussels. I believe I can say that on your show, uh, if I have to say it without being called a liar, but that's been presented to a few, a few of us who are following this. A chain of command for the 101st Airborne, and they are paratroops, is out of Brussels. And if there's any uh, uh, hesitancy by our American commanders to go into Ukraine, and so far as not wanting to obey Biden, they are superseded by direct command from NATO in Brussels. That, I think you, uh, Mr. Reed, can check out. I believe amply that is truth as it's being presented. Well, their command would fall under European command, which is out of Brussels, but it is U.S. leadership. So U.S.-European command works with NATO and partner NATO nations to address security and defense issues in Europe. Uh, And so they would be loyal to that combatant commander. So the way our military works is we have various different combatant commanders, usually three or four-star generals around the world, CENTCOM, so forth, NORTHCOM, SOUTHCOM. And uh, they would be under that authority. Now, sometimes it does happen where you'll have 
that jurisdiction given to NATO combatant commanders. Um, but I do believe for NATO in the European region, the head commander is Eurocom, which is the U.S. commander. So possibility, possibility. I wanted to ask, uh, with yesterday coming out 2.6 increase in the uh, most recent quarter with two quarters in the negative, twofold, uh, where does that give Biden further bragging rights of no recession? And uh, politely, with your uh, bullion expert on Wednesdays, how does that offset the timetable so far as pushing things back? Obviously, uh, at least for some of us, the 2.6% because I don't follow personally was not expected. Uh, how does that throw off the timetable so far as any really uh, uh, black swan coming in and so far as uh, bragging rights again for Biden about the 2.6% increase on in the most recent quarter? Well, see, there's a problem with that Bureau of Economic Analysis report that came out. It's a preliminary report. And so, Keith, I'm going to take that question off the air after the break, and I'll answer that for you. No problem. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be back with more Dark Delight Show right after this. Dark Delight with Josh Reed on the WYSL stations. All right, back to the Dark Delight show. And uh, Keith had a great question. He, he was talking about gross domestic product had increased 2.1% through a new report from the Bureau of Economic Analysis that was just released the other day. And uh, this is uh, obviously a political move right before the midterm elections. And the reason it's a political move because this is a preliminary report. This isn't the actual report. The re- actual report has to go through... Um, various different filters and verifications. And typically the final report is going to be much different. And I guarantee you around the end of November after the midterm elections, that that final report is going to come out with probably a a negative 0.6 GDP growth. And the reason being is because the 2.1% GDP growth that happened in the third quarter came from the sale of weapon, oil, and gas. Weapons, oils, and gas. Now, you got to remember, gross domestic product, what it actually is. There's various different things that lead up to what gross domestic product is. But it's the total monetary and market value of all finished goods and services produced within a country's borders in a specific period of time. Now, let me ask you this. When the United States, Joe Biden, took the Strategic Petroleum Reserve, okay, pulled barrels of gasoline out of it, 50, what is it, 100 million barrels, I think it was, and sold a million of those barrels to China. That gets added on to the gross domestic product. Okay, great. But were those barrels of oils produced in the United States? No, Donald Trump bought them from from OPEC. Some of them might have been produced in the United States, but they were added on to the actual GDP two years ago. So those numbers have to be adjusted. Secondly... The weapons from the United States, weapons and munitions sent to Ukraine, we didn't sell them to anybody. Yeah, they might have been produced here, but they were already added as the GDP. So those numbers get counted twice. So those will get adjusted. Plus, there's tons of other numbers that we look at, including the, the 
comparison, the proportionality to the rise of inflation. And so this was a preliminary analysis. I think that it was skewed to make Joe Biden and his uh, his administration look good previous to the primaries. You can take my word when this final report comes out, probably I think around December, December 2nd, somewhere around about December, November 28th timeframe, that you will see negative GDP growth for the third quarter, guaranteed. So thank you, Keith, for that question. All right. Anybody else that wants to give us a call, feel free, 585-346-3000, 585-346-3000, or toll-free, 866-552-1009. And I, I enjoy taking questions. I like this. Uh, so we had Paul Pelosi. I haven't seen any new uh, releases on this other than he was attacked with a hammer, um, violently assaulted, beaten with a hammer. Motivate, motivations are being investigated. Um, hopefully, we'll hear more on that um, coming here soon. Now, Joe Biden, his economy isn't doing too well. We have the Federal Reserve meeting here on the 2nd of November. And they're going to be doing, most likely, a 0.75% rate increase. This is 75 basis points. So mortgage rates hit two decade high as housing prices plunge. And uh, if you're a real estate investor, this is uh, probably a good time, especially if you have a lot of cash on hand. If you're looking to buy a house, not a good time. If you're looking to sell a house, not a good time. And so that's not really good. It's one of the first indicators of a declining economy that's moving into a recession. And that's probably why a new Rasmussen poll shows the GOP increasing their lead in the overall House congressional ballots. That's right. So if the elections for Congress were held today, 49% of likely U.S. voters would vote Republican candidates, while 42% would vote Democrat. Just 4% would vote for some other candidate, but another 5% are not sure yet. The GOP has led has increased three points from last week when they led 47 to 43. Republicans have led generic congressional ballots all year, although their lead has narrowed since mid-July when they led as much as by 10 points. Um, and we're seeing a lot of the polls come back for Congress and Senate all favoring the GOP right now. So we know there's going to be a red wave. We know that this is coming, which is good. And we just got to be able to hold it and keep it and make sure that they don't come back and then do some fraud stunts here. Uh, Well, this is interesting. Arizona GOP lawmakers to introduce a bill to hold media accountable for election interference. This comes after Thursday night on Arizona's Fox 10 channel aired the results of the upcoming gubernatorial election 12 days before the actual election broadcast. And they show Katie Katie Hobbs winning 53% to 47%. (laughs) I mean... Um, yeah, this is, this is a mess up and this is a big one. Now, what is Fox 10 doing having that on the screen while they're talking about the news? Obviously they're probably doing some testing and just actually throwing some fake numbers in there, but even still that gives the wrong impression subliminally to the people that are viewing that information. Project Veritas whistleblower has document, um, has given documents to FBI whistleblower has given documents to Project Veritas that the FBI is investigating misinformation 
ahead of the midterms. Now, this is interesting. A new whistleblower document obtained by Project Veritas has revealed that the Federal Bureau of Investigation is targeting election crimes relating to misinformation and disinformation ahead of the midterms elections next month. The document provided by Project Veritas by FBI whistleblower is titled 2022 Midterm Elections Social Media Analyst Cheat Sheet. It outlines election crimes that the FBI is targeting. Disinformation is included as one of these crimes defined as false or inaccurate information intended to mislead others. Disinformation campaigns on social media are used to deliberately confuse, trick, or upset the public. Also being targeted are crimes related to misinformation defined on the sheet as false or misleading information spread mistakenly or unintentionally. Uh, This isn't good because, you know, here's the question. Is who defines... Who defines... Oops. There goes my soda. Who defines what misinformation or disinformation is? If the government becomes the wholehearted source of facts, then we're living in George Orwell's 1984. And we saw this during the pandemic with the CDC, with the FDA. We saw this with the political administrations is that they were the sole authority of information. And that's not how this works in the United States of America. And see, that's the beauty of this country. That's how the founding fathers set this up is that government does not become the source of information, does not become the source of fact. There's nothing in the constitution that states that the federal government is the sole source of authority and information within this country. And so I have a feeling that there's going to be massive blowback for the FBI with this. And who they're coming after is they're not coming after the left. They're not coming after Democrats. They're coming after you and me. They're coming after us. And then you get stuff like this. New York Post fires employee responsible for Twitter website hack. So you had a disgruntled employee at the New York Post who came out there and attacked liberals from a conservative point of view with fake tweets and articles pretty atrocious too but i wonder if that person will face any criminal penalty because he's most likely probably left-leaning because the post itself is right-leaning and the posts were directed towards liberal candidates i don't know we'll see hungarian foreign minister says ukraine russia war would not have happened under donald trump he's right You know, Donald Trump in, I think it was 2018, 2019, met with Vladimir Putin and Holinsky. And uh, Donald Trump has talked about this, of what he said to Vladimir Putin. And he looked at Vladimir Putin dead in the eyes and he said, uh, if you invade Ukraine, we will bomb the hell out of Moscow. That's what he told Putin. And Putin shook his head and said, no problem. And so... This war would have never have happened if Donald Trump was president. You have Congressman Paul Gozar of Arizona inviting President Zelensky and President Putin to Arizona for peace talk negotiations, of which, you know, Gozar is good friends with Donald Trump. And most likely what would happen there is Donald Trump would be invited to negotiate them. Exactly what I was talking about a while back. So scientists say that COVID-19 measures are now to blame for the spike in respiratory infections that we're seeing right now. A CNN analysis found that the respiratory um, syncytical virus, RSV infections, in the U.S. are 60% higher than they were during the peak week in 2021, a percentage the outlet noted is likely an underestimate. 
Mandatory protocols implemented allegedly to curb the spread of COVID-19 have reportedly contributed to a spike in respiratory infections, particularly in children, as people have failed to develop immunity to common viruses over the past two years. Scientists told CNN on Wednesday that this year's unprecedented early surge in respiratory syncytical virus infections in adults and children can be traced back to the so-called immunity gap caused by the pandemic measures like masking, increased sanitation, social distancing, and lockdowns that they, they said stop people from contracting and developing natural immunity to RSV infections. The analysis conducted by the outlet found that RSV infections in the U.S. are 60% higher than they were during the peak week in 2021, a percentage the outlet noted is likely an underestimate. Now, this is interesting because for many years, I've been listening to various different subject matter experts on the virus and the vaccine. Some of these include Robert Malone, whatever you think of him. He's still a, a subject matter expert. Peter McCullough, still a subject matter expert. Um, Gert Vandenbosch. Luke Montanay, who passed away earlier this year, who was a Nobel Prize laureate. And all of these gentlemen have said the same thing. Is that the vaccine produces immune deficiency. It suppresses your immune system to fight against even the common cold, the flu, or other viruses. And what are we seeing here? Exactly that. And I've said this was going to happen two years ago. I said that in this year, right here, after all this mass vaccination, this this fall, moving into the midterm elections, you're going to see this. And now we're seeing it. We'll be right back with more Dark Delight Show right after this. Hey guys, Josh here. Mike Lindell of MyPillow has been an amazing patriot supporting President Trump and conservative and Christian values throughout the last four to five years with everything that's been going on. We ask you to go out to MyPillow.com and help support Mike Lindell as well as myself and this show, The Dark Delight Show, with using promo code RPP to save up to 66% on your purchase. For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit MyPillow.com. The world is becoming more unglued by the day. Local consequences are now showing up. We are seeing sky-high gas prices, higher food prices, shortages, and more. How should you respond? Go to redpills.tv slash patriot. That's R-E-D-P-I-L-L-S dot TV slash patriot. Secure your long-term emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. My Patriot Supply is by far the largest preparedness company in America. They're in stock and shipping quickly in unmarked boxes to your door. Their emergency food supplies last up to 25 years in storage. When you need it, it'll be there. Lunches, dinners, drinks, and snacks totaling over 2,000 calories a day. Get free shipping on any order over $99. Again, go to redpills.tv slash patriot. The global financial system is on the verge of collapse. Here in the United States of America, we have rising inflation, rising cost of goods and services from gas to food. We have supply chain disruptions. We have the incompetent presidency of the United States of America running the U.S. dollar into the ground by debasing it, by radicalized spending and printing. There is only one thing in this world right now that is a worthy investment that has been the hedge for inflation year after year. Guys, that's gold and silver. Look, I invest in gold and silver, and there's no reason why you should not either. 
My buddy, Dr. Kirk Elliott, is an economist and financial advisor, and he is amazing at what he does by helping you get your 401ks, your IRAs, or just helping you purchase gold and silver bullion. You can give him a call at 720-605-3900 or go to getgoldtoday.com and let him know that Josh from the Red Pill Project sent you. Dark Delight with Josh Reed on the WYSL stations. I told the witch doctor I was in love. Well, this is the truth. And I, I, I'm sorry for anybody who doesn't want to hear this, and I'm sorry for anybody who did get this this shot. But the current surge in RSV and flu is most likely due to the suppressed immune system that is coming from people taking the vaccine. Everybody that I know who's gotten RSV were vaccinated. Everybody I know who has not gotten it is not vaccinated. Well, not everybody, but most of the people that I know who um, are healthy don't have it. So this is really interesting, and these are some staggering numbers. And it's just going on to prove that what people were being called conspiracy theorists for years ago They were actually right. Rand Paul demands answers over vaccine. Oh, we already did this one. We we talked about this one yesterday. That's the wrong article. I was actually looking for the one that says Rand Paul has now came out and told people that the COVID virus was actually created in a lab. And they've almost confirmed this now. Right here, we have uh, COVID most likely leaked from a lab in China, according to a Senate GOP report that just came out. And we've all been saying that. Now, let me ask you this, and let's think logically on this. So we have this COVID-19 virus that's most likely leaked from a lab in Wuhan, China. Okay? We know in 2014, a group of Chinese generals in the biowarfare division in China came out with a public address talking about the weaponization of novel coronaviruses to produce biological weapons. We know that at the NAAID, headed by Anthony Fauci, the NIAID, headed by Anthony Fauci, that they were performing what's known as gain-of-function research. Gain-of-function research means that the military, DOD, or, or, or the government even funds various types of research into the development of potential vaccines from weaponized viruses. And so they'll take a virus that is not lethal, they'll weaponize it, make it lethal, and then they'll develop some type of, of cure for it. But really, it's just a way to develop biological weapons. But the NIAID funded various different programs at Chapel Hill, North Carolina, known as gain-of-function research on novel coronaviruses in 2014. After a little lab leak that happened there, Barack Obama shut down the project and the NIAID sent $3 million to Wuhan Institute of, or Wuhan Institute of Virology to support one of the companies that was working in Chapel Hill, North Carolina, known as EcoHealth Alliance, headed by a guy by the name of Peter Daszak. And that's where they continued the research. And now in 2019, at the end, we find that this virus is leaked We even have military DOD documents requesting from biolabs around the world from August of 2019 asking for all the information they have on COVID-19. It's interesting because COVID-19 wasn't named until December of 2019. So why is it on a document in August? 
Then you have John Hopkins University. You have the World Economic Forum, Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, hosting an exercise on October 19th, 2019, called Event 201, of which a novel coronavirus produces a pandemic and spreads to human beings. And this pandemic starts spreading globally. And they have to create an mRNA vaccine to stop the spread. And it talks about the various types of restrictions and battling disinformation and all that stuff. That was in October 2019 that that global exercise went on. So here's my question. With all the evidence presented about this virus created in a Chinese lab, Pfizer, Moderna, J&J, and multiple other companies came together through Operation Warp Speed and created a vaccine, two of them mRNA, messenger ribonucleic acid, basically CRISPR technology, and one of them just a standard vaccine. They go out there and create this thing. Do you know where those vaccines were created? Where the production of those vaccines came from? I'll give you one guess. It starts with a C. And it's a funny word that Donald Trump always says. China. So, so logically here, if we have a virus that was leaked from a lab in Wuhan, China, produces a pandemic globally where there's a 98.9% survival rate, anybody under the age of 40 has a... chance of survival, not really a pandemic. It produces mass restrictions globally, crashes the economy, and provides everything for the political centers in the Western nations to basically form coups on their elections. But on the other side of the house, you have this mRNA vaccine that's produced from it. Now, the creation of the mRNA vaccine went to the original coronavirus strand, they took out the spike protein and created a vaccine to develop that spike protein in your body. Now, what is that spike protein? The spike protein is the genetically engineered, biolab created part of the coronavirus. See, that virus, a coronavirus, was not able to latch on to human cells and infect human beings. So they modified it. They modified it with a few different parts. One of the parts they modified it with was HIV. No lie, no joke. You can go look at the patents. Yes, this is patented technology. And see that spike protein latches onto something known as your ACE2 receptor, which basically provides the gateway into the cell. And so they took the one part of the coronavirus that gives access directly to the cell And they made a vaccine out of it. Does that seem right to you? That the one toxic component of this genetically engineered virus is the one component that they actually put in the vaccine to make your body produce. And that it's manufactured in the same country that released the virus in the first place. I don't know about you, but I ain't touching that. I ain't going near that thing. But when you hear it that way, when you hear it with all that evidence presented, 
it starts to make a lot more sense why we're seeing what we're seeing right now, where we're seeing a 60 plus percent increase in RSV and flu. Because what happens is your body becomes a factory for the production of that spike protein. It breaks the blood brain barrier, which is not good. It goes and settles within your organs and begins the production of spike proteins. Those spike proteins go throughout your body and your immune system begins reacting to them. They're like, they're like offensive linemen that stand in front of the quarterback. The problem is, is they only attack that original coronavirus. They don't attack anything else. They don't, they don't attack any other variants or any other viruses. We're in for a storm. There is a storm coming. And I'm going to wish everybody out there the best of the best of wishes for this weekend. Have a happy Holly, Halloween. Have a great weekend. I give everybody the most up, utmost respect and love. I hope everybody is doing great out there. We'll talk to you next week on another episode of the Dark Delight Show. Take care.